Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today.
Today we celebrate All Saints Day, which means that we will remember those we love who have died, who have gone on before us. Let us pray together now. I will lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Lord, we give you thanks that you made heaven and earth. And we do not fully understand why we are separated by death, but we do trust that you are with us in that tender place and that the chasms between life and death are crossed with you. So as we step into this moment of worship, while remembering our saints, may we feel your presence near to us in this holy space with these holy people, broken people as we are, you are near. Amen. Let us stand and sing. This summer, I went to Montreat Conference Center just outside of Asheville, North Carolina to check in on our high school youth and the advisors. They were there with Pastor Lucas uh, to deepen their faith in Jesus Christ. And on the first day I saw them, Monday morning, they had just come out of worship and they were deep in thought. And they were thinking about forgiveness. And in particular, they were really curious, Pastor Don, Pastor Lucas, 
Can we forgive and be forgiven by someone who has already died? That's the question they landed me with coming on in on Monday to check on them. I love Montreat for that reason. It piques the young minds of our theologians to ask the hard questions. And as they wrestled in this theological discussion, we all landed on God's grace. God, who is all loving, all powerful, can do anything that God could even allow for forgiveness to take place with someone who has already died. Forgiveness is not a formula to follow. It's not something that happens as quickly as we'd like. But God and our walk with God can do things unimaginable to us, even cross the boundary of life and death. So knowing that God's grace is boundless, Let us pray a prayer of admission together. Lord, we admit that we do not live on this earth like we are just visiting. We take up space and we mark our territory. We have used and abused our bodies, which are the temples you have given us. We have taken each other and you for granted. Forgive us. Help us live lives more integrated in your kingdom. receive the good news in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. You are forgiven. I am forgiven. We get to live at peace. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 18. Let us listen now for the word of God. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, 
will descend from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'd like to take a few moments this morning to share with you the word of God under the heading of a message titled, Together Forever. Together Forever. All Saints Day. Pastor Dawn just shared a quick synopsis of what All Saints Day is and why we're here and what we'll talk about today. But think about that word saints for a second. Just the word saint or saints. Close your eyes if you don't mind, if you feel safe doing that and okay doing that. I want you to think about what, what image comes to mind when you hear the word saint. What, what image is being painted in your head right now when you just hear the word saint? What, what comes to mind? If I gave you a, a picture and some crayons or markers or pencils that draw a picture, what do you think about? Who is a saint? Open your eyes for me. I did that exercise this past weekend. I had images of a martyr, a, a saint. They're the, the, the martyrs, past and present. A saint, some type of spiritual dignitary, I thought of that. You know, if they were online, they'd be an influencer. A saint, a spiritual influencer. A, a saint, I had the picture of some selfless, suffering soul who sacrificed themselves for God and for others. A saint. And yes, of course, they all had some halo over their head, some light shining behind them. And I guess since it's fall in South Carolina and football season, if you want to think about some team down in New Orleans, that can be your saint as well. I'll give you that much. What's a saint? But what if I told you? What if I told you? The classification of saint is not some VIP designation reserved for the extra special people. What if I told you that classification applies to you, to I, to our loved ones, to our ancestors, to the ones who've gone on before us? Well, that's what I'm going to tell you. Because I'm going to tell you saints are ordinary people who are loved by an extraordinary God. Saints are members of the community of faith. Saints are those who serve God and the capacity in which they were gifted to serve God. Those who kept the faith who did not faint during times of adversity. The saints persevered, persisted, and provided a path for us to follow, our saints. They gave us an example to follow, a story to tell, a memory to hold on to. When you think about loved ones, dear ones, those close to us, whether related by blood or not, who have passed on before us, is there an example that they left us to follow? Is there a story that they left us to tell? Is there a memory that we can't hold their hand or hold on to them, but they give us a memory to hold on to? Those are the saints. There's a story of a young girl who was walking down the center aisle of this large, huge, historic, glorious church 
one of those churches in the community that have the designated landmark outside. I mean, it's a historic place, not just a simple building. This building has some age and seen some years and been through some things. And she walks into this church with her father one day. You know, the kind of church with the huge organ and the pipes that ascend up into the ceiling, the intricate architecture apparent in every detail from the pews to the columns to the hand-carved doors that you had to pass through to get into this magnificent sanctuary. Well, on this particular day, though she had been in this church plenty of times, she noticed the windows. She noticed the windows and the depictions of various saints in the windows, the stained glass windows. It was hard to really see the full figures, but she could tell, she could tell there were people depicted on the stained glass windows. And she tugged her dad's hand and she said, Daddy, who are they? And her dad, not thinking twice, said, those are the saints. She says, oh, what makes them saints? Dad said, I'm not sure. I guess because they're good people. They've done some good things. The daughter said, well, what makes them good? Dad said, I'm not sure what makes them good. The daughter says, I think I know what makes them good. The dad says, what is it? They're good because they let the light shine through them. And look at all the different colors in this room because the light is shining through them. The stained glass windows created this prism effect, so to speak, and the spectrum of colors in the room. And the daughter said, they're good because the light gets to shine through them. Saints, the light gets to shine through us. The light gets to shine through our loved ones. That's the saints. Who are the saints? The grandmother who prayed and prayed and prayed. She did not have a lot of money to give you. She did not have the biggest house in the community. She didn't have much, but what she had was yours and what she had was the community's. She had grandchildren and children that she did not biologically have or connect to, but she was a mother of the community. The light was shining through her. The mother who has now passed away, but she could not always be there for you when she was here. And you went out into the world, and though you may have thought that she had abandoned you or forgot about you, she was petitioning God daily to protect you when she realized she could not. The parents who only knew one thing, hard work, they didn't go to grad school, they didn't go to law school, they didn't go to medical school, they don't have a certificate or a degree, but they could work. And they broke their back and broke their arms and their, their wrists and their neck and the pains that they had daily from bearing the weight of raising children and building community. They did not have much to give, but the work they gave helped us be where we are. Those are the saints. The volunteer who themselves have needs, but set aside their own needs because they recognize that they don't give back, no one else will. And the little they have, they're going to give to someone else. Yes, those are the saints. The friend who's there for you in a time of need who doesn't even know what to say, but just sits with you when all you need is somebody to sit with you with no judgment, no criticism, no condemnation. Yeah, that friend that passed on who I missed, those were the saints and are the saints. Let the light shine through. All saints day. Doesn't say some saints day. Doesn't say my saints day. 
Don't say their saints day, all saints day. Now, why am I stressing that before I go any further? I try to live my life with this attitude and this energy of inclusion. I try to find ways to bring people together, not separate us. And I'm always cautious whenever a label surfaces in any dialogue, any conversation, or anything I read. Because we in our human flesh have a tendency, when we see a label, we try to find who it fits. And if they align with us, we're the saints and they're not. And we find a, we find a way to use it to divide us. All saints is a place that unites us. All saints is a place that unites us. Because all of us, at some point in time, have had to deal with that moment where we lost a loved one. And if we have not had that happen in our life, if we stick around long enough, it will come. All of us have had to grieve to some degree or another. All of us know what it's like to miss somebody and wonder, what if we just had one more day, one more moment, one more hour? All saints for all people. An annual tradition or practice of intentionally setting aside time for recognition, for thanks, for appreciation, for those who passed away. Some say in the last year, some just say who passed away. It's not carved in stone, it's what you need in this moment. It's a solemn and significant celebration. It can be marked by the convergence of both joy and sorrow, motivation and contemplation. There's a spirit of gratefulness. We had them in our lives when we had them. Memories stir and emotions flow, all saints. Well, if you look at our scripture, if the Thessalonians were celebrating All Saints Day, it wasn't a day of celebration. It wasn't a day of gratefulness for the lives of those who passed away. It wasn't a day of recognition of thanks or appreciation. For them, it was a day of uncertainty, a day of fear, a day of potential hopelessness. Why? Because they were concerned, concerned that the members of their community who had died, who had passed away before the second coming of Jesus were hopelessly lost. They were going to miss out. Oh, they died before Christ came back. What about them? They didn't stick around until Christ came back. They didn't want their loved ones to miss out on a good thing. How could they be grateful and thankful and tell the good stories and think about the light and the memories of their loved ones when in their minds there was no chance of their loved ones experiencing the eternal joy that comes with Christ, because he hadn't returned yet. They looked at death as a form of separation, detachment, a cutting off, some finality that resulted in missing the promise of God. But they needed to be reminded. They needed to be reminded. If you go back to the scripture, and I'm going to back up a couple of verses, verse 13 says this. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. And again, for this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sounds of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air, 
and so we all will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I don't know about you, but I find those words encouraging. Together forever. We have hope in and through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our loved ones have a place with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have belief. Family, what do you believe? We hear that about at least once a week, don't we? We hear about once a week. What does it really mean? I don't know about you, but it makes me feel good when I'm encouraged with these words. We have the Lord because we will be with the Lord forever as promised through the word of God. And again, we find these words encouraging. So, so what does all this mean? On this All Saints Day, I want to share something with you, something that touched my heart, something that I believe, something that really captures the moment. And perhaps you can get something for this as well. Not only does death not separate us from God, at a deep spiritual soul level, it does not separate us from each other. Not only does death not separate us from God, at a deep spiritual soul level, it does not even separate us from each other. I'd like to read a meditation to you that crossed my path this week. It's from Father Richard Rohr. There's a series on keeping faith with our ancestors. I'm going to read this to you. It says, humans throughout history have often had a strong appreciation for and connection with their ancestors. I think the collective notion of oneness is what Christians were trying to verbalize when they made a late addition to the ancient Apostles' Creed. What was that addition they made? I believe in the communion of saints. They were offering us the idea that the dead are at one with the living. Whether they're our direct ancestors, the saints in glory or other, they're at one with us. And he goes on to quote a story from the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. Here's what Thich Nhat Hanh said. His mother had died and he had a dream. He said, the day my mother died, I wrote in my journal, a serious misfortune of my life has arrived. That one got me right there, the serious misfortune because when I've had to deal with death, I've had a serious misfortune feeling in my life. He said, I suffered for more than one year after the passing away of my mother. I'm going to say that again. I suffered for more than one year after the passing away of my mother. But one night in the highlands of Vietnam, I was sleeping in the hut of my hermitage. I dreamed of my mother. I saw myself sitting with her and we were having a wonderful talk. She looked young and beautiful her hair flowing down. It was so pleasant to sit there and talk to her as if she had never died. When I woke up, it was about two in the morning and I felt very strongly that I had never lost my mother. The impression that my mother was still with me was very clear. I understood then that the idea of having lost my mother was just an idea. It was obvious in that moment that my mother is always alive in me. I opened the door and went outside. The entire hillside was bathed in moonlight. It was a hill covered with tea plants, and my hut was set behind the temple halfway up. Walking slowly in the midlight through the rows of tea plants, I noticed my mother was still with me. 
She was the moonlight caressing me as she had done so often, so tenderly and sweetly. Each time my feet touched the earth, I knew my mother was there with me. I knew this body was not mine alone, but a living continuation of my mother and my father and my grandparents and my great-grandparents, of all my ancestors. These feet that I saw as my feet were actually our feet. Together, my mother and I were leaving footprints in the damp soil. Together, forever. I want to encourage you on this All Saints today, All Saints Day, that when we walk, we do not walk alone. When we sit, we do not sit alone. When we cry, we do not cry alone. When we yearn, we do not yearn alone. Not only have the saints passed before us, the saints created a path for us to follow. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, it's a path that we do not walk alone. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, my prayer for the world to encourage all of us on this All Saints Day is that we are not alone. God is still a God that serves us whether dead or alive. And even death cannot separate us from the love of God or the tender, joyous memories of those who've gone on before us. We will be together again because God's word says we will be together forever. Thanks be to God. I know your life on earth was trouble. Only you could know the pain. You weren't afraid to face the devil. You were no stranger to. Go as time on that mountain, sun your word on earth is done. Go to
God, we give you thanks that we get to walk this earth alongside people we love. This life is a gift and sharing this life is a gift. We give thanks for the light that shines through. Lord, you know how difficult it is for us when those we love die, the great misfortunes of our lives. You know when we are physically separated from them, when hearts quit beating. Lord, you know how difficult it is to grieve when we long to be reunited. So Lord, fill in. Fill in and around us this day. Hold us in your embrace. For here with you we are known. Here with you we are loved. Here with you we see your light. God, we pray for the saints who have gone before us, for the saints that have shaped us, who have taught us how to love and be loved. We give thanks that you promise in your good word for us a grand reunion. We pray, O Lord, this day for our leaders, for those who are called to serve your people. We pray for everyone in this room who leads in their own life. May our lives point others to you. Hear us, we pray, the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Each week we join the saints who have gone before us for centuries saying these same words of the Apostles' Creed. Because these are ancient words, um, I want you to know it's okay. It's okay if you don't like all the words or if you have questions about some of the words or if you don't feel like saying some of the words because you're not sure you believe them, that's okay. Someone around you will carry those words in their voice. Uh, It's good to share our theology and to spark curiosity so that we can learn and share our faith more. So I invite you to stand now and to affirm together what we believe. Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We have a gift for you today. The bags on the communion table contain bulbs, uh, plants that you can go home and plant now in the winter and then uh, see your saint in the spring. So I invite you to come forward. There are plenty. Take as many as you'd like. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear Oh, mm-hmm. 
the joy we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. I'd stay in the garden with him Though the night around me be falling But he bids me go through the voice of one His voice to me is gone thankful for the light, for the love, and the lessons from the saints, together forever. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide in us henceforth now and forevermore. Let the church say amen. 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 Go in peace. God loves you. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.